In three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Everyday Curiosity. My name is Ryan Newsom, and today is the second episode of Everyday Curiosity. Um, if you didn't see the first one, please go check it out. There will be a link in the description down below if you didn't. Also, it's on my uh, page, so if you want to go and actually maybe consider subscribing doing something like that. Also, if you want to see the video form of this, it is on YouTube, which is linked in the description for the podcast. And the podcast is linked in the description for the YouTube. So, vice versa, stuff like that. But today, I have a very talented, <laughs> I'll say, a very talented guest, Emily. Hello. There you go. <laughs> I've always wondered, like, what are, what are people going to do whenever I, when I say, like, say your name or say something <laughs> just like, besides just, hi, otherwise. But, um, what's it called? So, yeah. I, I'm very interested about this one because I, I have like a lot of like questions in my mind for you. Then I also have like a sheet to go off of and stuff. But um, mainly I just want to get started like mentioning. Okay, so you're an artist, yeah, like, but like a really good one, <laughs> like like legitimately like a really good one in the sense that like 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 how I said at the beginning, she's extremely talented, and also the main meanings behind your art is really like, profound and also really leads into just you being really talented and having like the eye to see in like a way because one thing that i like about it because your your art is really named after like different types of things like emotions like Mm -hmm. and that that's really interesting to me because emotions can be really hard to portray in words and the fact that you're portraying it in actual like art and like physical form is really (laughs) incredible and so um, and i just want to ask you so what does art really mean for you? I know it's a really vague one, but like in general synopsis, what does art mean for you? I think that's like that's such a really interesting question. For me, I think art just is your perspective on the world and how you see things. Mm-hmm. So that's just how it means to me. Like for instance, art could my art could reflect how I see myself, how I see the world, and how I see certain situations. And being able to express that through art is really is really great for me. And I think a lot of people, um, I feel like a lot of people like struggle with art because they see it as like, oh, it has to be a copy of reality, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just like how you see it. Like literally, your imagination is the limit. If you don't really have like a lot of imagination, then that's just how far it's gonna go. That's just literally how it is. Yeah. <laughs> At least that's how I see it. Yeah, but that makes complete sense. Like, if you don't have that far of imagination, it's just going to be how. Like, it's, it's really just, uh, like, capped off at how much you can just create in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, for you, like I was saying, like, a lot of your art, or I think, I feel like some of it, again, I don't know too much, like, the names <laughs> are, but I've seen it. And just from depicting it, like, what you draw, it just seems like, oh, this could be an emotion. Like, this, like, can be some really interesting like thought process or something like that so i want to talk about like um uh the the when you paint like what is it really like where is it really coming from like when you show me like this last painting you're painting uh where it comes from empathy does that like come from anywhere or is or are you just like really thinking of something to draw about it comes from my own emotions a lot a lot of my paintings really depict how i guess my feelings <laughs> That's like, um, like for example, empathy, like I'm a very empathetic person to the point that like it hurts a lot. And I know that sounds super dramatic. It's just (laughs) like, it's like, I bleed for the, (laughs) I I bleed bleed for you. Like really just empathetic. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's just literally how I feel. And sometimes it's very crushing. 
and it's so weird because I have a really bad savior complex and that ties into like a lot of my empathy like I cry over animals who probably don't even give a shit <laughs> they don't care and I'm over here like crying for their well-being and they don't even know it <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but that is an interesting thing. Uh, another thing I'm going to talk about later on in this uh, podcast that about empathy and how it can be a good and a bad thing. Because if you have so much empathy for somebody, then eventually, like, uh, look, look, uh, ooh. <laughs> like, let's say something goes wrong in their life, and if you have a lot of empathy for them, you're like, oh well, what's something I could have done to change that? Like, it can be a re- really negative uh, way of thinking when it actually comes to empathy. Because, again, it's very good to be empathetic for somebody because you want to, like, make sure, like, you're there for them, make sure they're okay. But also, oh, I just accidentally hit the mic with my mouth. <laughs> and also, you want to you think about, like, um, uh, can this be a bad thing? Can this be, like, a bad form of uh, thinking when it comes down to it? Yes, I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Because there has been times where I have gone so, like, empathetic to the point where I take other people's situations and somehow make it so personal to me when it shouldn't be and it made me like desperate it made me desperate and to the point like it just made me realize how like selfish you can be you can be like selfless at the same time but also be so selfish because you're like thriving off of like other people's like happiness and you're in like so in desire of like this peace and this like content in their life and their happiness that you completely don't even know what you're feeling anymore because you're absorbing all whatever they're feeling. And there's been times where that has gone really bad. Like my friends have gone fallouts where they cut each other off and I tried to like fix it. I was so desperate and I even had like breakdowns and sobbed over it. And it was really crushing and it it really sucks. <laughs> yeah. And and again, that's the one thing, like, one big thing that you mentioned is that, um, like, you become so empathetic that you absorb their emotion. Like, you, you, you no longer have the emotion of your own individual self. You have the emotion of these other people. Because I feel like, well, at least for me, but it, and again, this is um, com- completely different for me because I don't really um, struggle with, like, empathy and stuff. But, um, but when it does come down to it, just, like, being that weird or being like yourself in the sense that you're having your own emotion and like knowing how you should feel in a situation without somebody being there because one thing uh, like for me is that um like either just being happy or just being the, like this type of feeling just by yourself it's weird to come <laughs> by when you don't feel it like when you're just like let's say like you're doing something by yourself and then you just don't feel like that emotion of of what you should be feeling like either contentment or just relaxed or like happy or something like that because any emotion you just don't feel it it's like a, a weird way of being numb but then when you're with somebody like when, when you're in a room with yeah. your friend then you feel the emotion and so it's just a weird thought process like well then what's wrong with me like why do I feel when I'm by myself like no. am I crazy like it, it is a very strange um thing I guess you could say about it but um but no, it, and also, like, that really ties into, like, me being anxious in a way. Like, oh, then why do I feel like this? And, like, the overthinking and stuff like that. And uh, that's another thing I want to talk to you about is, um... Okay, so, a, l- a little backstory, like, how we... Because <laughs> the first time we saw each other this year, the first time we saw each other is, um... So, I was going to therapy, and, um... Again, funny story. So, I was, <laughs> I was going to therapy, um, and we go to... Well, we go to a therapist at our school. So I go to therapy, and uh, I knock on the door. She was busy. So I was like, okay, I'll stand outside the class, or I'll stand outside the room. Then a couple minutes go by, and then 
Emily walks out. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing because we make eye contact. And like, oh my god, you're mentally <laughs> like, ill. Like, oh, we're messed up. Like, <laughs> it was like this weird connection. And like, oh, we're going to the same place. <laughs> like, it, it was just really funny. Uh, it was. It's definitely one of those, like, you have to be there moments. <laughs> but, yeah, it was interesting. And so, just going after that, like, we're going to, like, the same therapist and that's and stuff like that. So, um, one thing I, I really like to uh, look at, because I asked you here that I had on last week, um, is when it comes down to anxiety. Because people have so many different types of anxiety. And, like, um, <laughs> like for me, like, my heart rate goes up. Like, I get really shaky and stuff like that. Like, how does your anxiety look for you? Oh, God. My anxiety is a mess. Like, my anxiety can range from, like, anxiety and anxiousness that won't go away for a very long time. Like, my heart always feels like it's beating really fast. It's hard to breathe. My chest feels tight. And then other times, I will actually pass out. Really? From my anxiety, yeah. It, so, okay, yeah, tell me about that. Because I've been in that state before where I'm like... Oh, okay, yes. Like, keep yourself awake. Like, you're okay. Like, you, <laughs> I, I've been like those rocking states, like, whew. But, um, tell me about that. Yeah. It's very scary. I'll tell you that. When I was, um, the first time it happened, it was in eighth grade, and I literally had to be put in a wheelchair to be taken down because I actually, like, almost passed out, and it was really bad. And it, it's so weird because I don't even know what triggers it half the time. Sometimes it could just be pure feelings, other times it could be, like, something gross like medical items which i know that like medical stuff talking about like surgeries or stuff like that really make me squeamish which causes my anxiety to freak out and um then other times it's just pure emotion like you could be talking about a very sensitive topic like suicide and i will like immediately like want to like pass out yeah. and when it's like so weird because the only time i've actually fully passed out was during my first or second day of like freshman year, which is awful. <laughs> oh my god! Terrible. I was yeah, like history. Yeah, freshman too. I was on the table. Okay, and well, I, on a table. <laughs> I was like, okay, back up. I was watching this video and it had like some gross stuff on there because it was like history talking about like the pox and oh, amputee stuff, and it was very yeah. graphic. Yeah. And um, I ended up passing out. Like in the class, I didn't like I could feel it coming, and I was like, "Oh, it's coming!" Oh. I would just like set my head down and it would go away. No, I passed out. Oh my um, god! And then um, a teacher came up. The history teacher was all like, "She shook me awake." I don't think she knew it was coming, was happening, but I think my hand was like twitching a little bit in my sleep. So she thought it was like a weird like, like a little seizure. Yeah, yeah. Like, she oh, actually woke like, me oh, up. Shit, like. She woke me up and said like. It's like, honey, I think you had a seizure. And I was like in the most... That would be so <laughs> terrifying to wake up to you like, I think you had a seizure. Like, what? That was terrifying. I started freaking out because I couldn't remember what happened before. That, yeah, minute. that's the part. And I was all like freaking out and I was like losing it. And I started sobbing. And because I was still like um, unstable, I still was on the verge <laughs> of passing out. Oh, yeah. Like... And, um, and... I guess, like, she had to call, like, the principals or, or like, the, the staff people to come. I think there was, like, a medic person, like, a oh, medic. Shit. I don't know. They came in the room. It was it was all fuzzy and everything. And I remember this one lady, like, she had graham crackers. Oh, <laughs> yes. The cute all graham crackers. I guess they thought, like, I had, like, I was, like, diabetic. I don't know. They were trying to get my blood oh, sugar. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that could also be, like, because they didn't know. What they happening. didn't yeah. know. So they're over here, like, put graham crackers in her yeah, mouth. Yeah, get some water. Put graham crackers. Shoving graham crackers. You just, like, limp shoving graham crackers in her mouth. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. I, I was so confused. I was just in there, like, 
what's going on? What's happening to me? And I was just freaking, them freaking out was freaking me out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, situationally wise, like, when people are freaking out around you, about you, that's a weird feeling. No, it's a weird feeling, especially if you don't remember what exactly happened. And then, because they were all freaking out, and my anxiety... You good? <laughs> I, like, I don't know what happened. I saw the air wrong. Like, I breathe in wrong and just, like, started dying. Anyway, proceed. Um, and they put me in, like, a wheelchair. I eventually took me down to a nurse. And I guess the nurse that used to work here, not the current nurse, but the nurse that used to work here was kind of mean. But yeah. she she put me in the wheelchair and everything. Um, They took my blood i get i don't know they, your blood well not my blood i, but, say, I don't think they can do that here <laughs> i don't think they can do that like i was like yeah i was out of it yeah. they put something on my arm and i guess they checked like the pressure and everything and by the time i was like getting back to reality i was fine yeah. they didn't know what the hell was going on yeah but that happened and then the school said calling on my mom you need to take her to this uh clinic <laughs> to get her checked for diabetes oh or something oh uh, yes diabetes the first thing <laughs> you got to and uh, i was taken to the clinic or whatever they took my blood no diabetes it was just anxiety oh, yeah, hey, hey anxiety not diabetes it was just really bad anxiety and it's really scary when you're about to pass out all the time because oh. like it, it's like the world is all fuzzy you can feel your head get all like warm and fuzzy but it's like so heavy in your hands but the rest of your body feels like cold and sweaty yeah. and you can't move your arms your hands or anything and then you like you just you can feel yeah. like i don't know like there's ringing in your ear too which yeah, is the worst it, part like, okay so fun fact about me i passed out like, on so many occasions, I have, like, <laughs> like passed out. It, it's weird. And, like, maybe not even, like, fully consciousness or, like, lost consciousness, but I've been, like, where my eyes are completely blacked out, I can still hear just, like, your body's fuzzy and warm. Like, it's weird. Like, it's like God, like, Shh, you're going to sleep now. Like, you're good. You feel like, like you're floating no, almost. No, for real. It feels like you're just, like, levitating away, like, somewhere. Because, <laughs> like, the times that where I passed out, I remember one time, one time... And mid no not middle school MSI like I was in fourth or fifth grade um I believe I was dehydrated at the time I honestly don't remember still what happened to this day but I was in a classroom that was a hallways away from from the nurse's office so I had like a distance to go before I could get there but um I in class I could tell I could tell that I was about to pass out I could tell like that feeling like you know like in your stomach and in your head like mm -hmm. ah, something's going on <laughs> so um I asked my teacher like hey something's wrong can I, can I get a drink of water. She's like, sure. So I go to the water fountain right across from the hall, and I'm just there sipping water. All of a sudden, I'm on the floor in the next second. I'm like, I don't remember sitting down, but I'm currently on the ground. So um, like, after, after I was like sipping water, I'm on the ground, and then I realized, huh, I should do something about this. Because it wasn't going away. I just came back for like a split second. So, um, but eventually like a t my teacher walks out to see me like, limp on the ground it's like slowly fading in and out of mm -hmm. consciousness and um she tells me to go to the nurse and like she didn't help me go to the nurse she just tells me to go I'm like, <laughs> okay miss and so i i weakly stand up um i i get on my feet and start walking now so you know like those like screen doors like uh, with the little tiny tiny holes because of the screen door and like when you put your face up to it you can kind of see out of it it's like black or like looking into like a trampoline mm-hmm 
I had that. I like I was looking through like through <laughs> the door. It was almost black with little dots. Like I could barely see walking down the hallway, kind of blind. Like I was literally had to feel the wall to make sure I was still standing up because I wasn't conscious of my surroundings. Like I had no contextual awareness. Oh so my I was God. walking, holding myself up and touching the wall so I knew I was still up. And then just found my way into the nurse's office. Like I don't know how I got there, but I was like I found my way there. And then, and then I walk in, and then she asked me, like, oh, it's on. And then I was like, oh, let me tell you a story. And so, and then <laughs> I tell her, like, what happened. And she, t- she makes me sit down, drink some water. And then eventually it became better. But, like, I don't know what happened really to this day. But just uh, going back onto, like, what we were talking about, just the feeling of passing out is a really strange thing. That was a, that was a long tangent we went on. But <laughs> passing out is, like, a weird thing. I'm sure, like, a lot of people have experienced it, though. But, um... It, it's just weird. Like, your body is, un, like, unwillingly going to sleep. Mm-hmm. It, it's a strange thing. But, um, anyway, off of that tangent for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, going back to, um, again, to the feeling of anxiety in the sense that, um, uh, cause I get what you mean, like, seeing, like, gross stuff or just seeing, like, different types of things can really, like, spike that. But also, you mentioned that you don't, sometimes you don't know why it happens. I don't know. And, like, that's a big thing I, I want to get across. Is that there doesn't need to be a reason for you to get anxious, and that's one thing I I realized in myself, and um, that's an interesting statement to say that there doesn't need to be a reason to become anxious, because that's what really that's really what it means to have anxiety is that when you're just sitting in your class doing nothing or you're just sitting down like just chilling, and all of a sudden like your heart rate grows up, you feel like this weird like tightness in your body, and like you get really tingly and stuff like like that's. It's strange to think about that there's no reason that's happening besides something medically in your brain. And yeah. I think that's where it really comes down to whenever you tell somebody you have anxiety, this is what it means. That it just happens for no reason. It, it happens for no reason. And it's like, it's so weird because it could be many things. Like, you don't, you could not even be aware what triggered it. It could be nothing or there could be, um, like very small things that just like slipped your mind but your subconscious is like saying like this is bad this is bad oh my god yeah (laughs) and it's like it's even worse when i i can know it's coming i know it's coming because i can feel this dread just ball up in my stomach Mm -hmm. and it's terrible and it won't leave my mind at all and if i can't find a source or i feel like something bad is gonna happen Mm -hmm. and it just won't go away and sometimes like it will last like more than a day Oh, and it's yeah, yeah. it's really bad, and I don't know. I hate having anxiety. I hate being at that weird stage of like being stuck in that constant feeling, not being able to do anything about it. Yeah. And sometimes it's so distracting that I can't even like eat. I can't sleep. I end up pacing around my room over it. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. And like, and no, especially I know what you mean a hundred percent by that because I remember last year before the year was over. I remember it was getting really bad. I guess for again for the hell of it because I wanted to be, but it was getting really bad. And um, like how you're saying it's it's really hard to focus. Like you, you like you forget to do things like eating or drinking just because you're so in like this fuzzy state of reality of like. You're, you feel sick sometimes, you feel nauseous, other times you're, like, so dizzy you have to sit down. And, mm-hmm. um, like, in class, too, like, when it, when, um, 
it would happen in class to me. Like, I remember last year was really hard because in math, like, um, in that period, for some reason, of course, like, I'll get really anxious. Like, oh, my God, math. I snap. <laughs> so bad. But no, like, I'll get really anxious in math for some reason. But, um, and it was really hard to focus because you're just in this state of, like, rocking back and forth and just, like, what's going on? Why am I like this? Why am I shaking? Why am I cold but warm? Like, it's such a weird thing. And, um... No, but yeah, like, it definitely, like, struggling with trying to fight that feeling and also trying to just go along about your day. Because, again, it's like, a, it's a feeling in your stomach that just sits there like a rock. And mm-hmm. how you're saying that it could last, like, over a day. And, like, that's a, a very true statement that it can last for more than just, like, the hours that it's happening. Because it, it can either last for 30 minutes or it could last for, like, three days. Mm-hmm. And it, it is... It's just a feeling, like the feeling, like how you get butterflies in your stomach. It's that same principle that you have, that you just have something in like your stomach, and it's yeah, just it, weighing down on you. It's very strange. It's very strange, and I hate the feeling I so know, I much. I hate it so much. It won't go away, and like sometimes, like there's nothing much you can do about. It. Sometimes you have to let it pass, and if you can find something to to like, you know, handle handle mm-hmm. your anxiety, that's great. Always find. A way to deal with the anxiety. Oh, yeah. Always find a way out. And, like, for me, it's, like, rearranging my room or, like, uh, what's it called? Um, like, programming. Just, t- just something to take your mind off of. Like, playing games really helps mm-hmm. as well. Like, calm games. Not, like, like Call of Duty. Just, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> you're hyperventilating all the time. Like, nervous. Somebody's coming. But, like, Minecraft, like, a very peaceful game. Yeah. Like a distraction's always the key because I, I don't know how to explain it other than, like, when your when your anxiety really starts, you cling on to these thoughts that are just running through your head. Oh, yeah. Especially if there is a reason as to why, like an actual cause, and you know what it is, you cling on to that thought. Especially like it's really bad when it's intrusive thoughts. And if you're like me, who like maladaptive daydreams, which yeah. is like an intense way of daydreaming. So imagine like daydreaming, but make it more intense where you can feel that situation. I'll be like sobbing and have anxiety over dreams daydreams i should specify that are not even like real yeah and, and if you don't mind can we talk about that real quick because that is something that one i personally like, never really heard of up until now but i feel like that is such like a an actual thing for some people um just going off of that like can you give an example like what that is kind of like um a good way to describe it is so for for when i when i know i'm maladaptive daydreaming i will like it's like I think it's a weird coping thing for me, actually, when I think about it. Like, when I think really hard about it, it's a coping thing for me. Because when I was a child, oh my... I'm not saying I (laughs) had, like, a horrible childhood, but I am saying that I was... um, My parents were trying to look for work at that time. They were always fighting financially. Because when I was born, it just created a lot of problems, Mm -hmm. um, financially-wise. And uh, to escape a lot of that arguing or, like, tension to cope I would daydream a lot and this became this problem where I will literally be in my room at night I could like anything can like trigger it it could be music a strand of like just a little thought an intrusive thought which is the worst kind oh and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and you start like daydreaming about it and it just like lumps into one thing or another and like sometimes it's almost addicting I end up pacing around my room for like hours I couldn't like I will literally forget to eat Sometimes, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even want to interact with people. I just want to be stuck in my yeah. daydreaming. And sometimes it's hard to get out of it. And, you, and I spend so much time doing it that I can't even do 
the things I really want to do on my free time, like watch, like, let's say an anime or a cartoon yeah. or draw or like I have to do schoolwork, but I'm not doing it because I'm daydreaming. Yeah. And like, and I like, uh, go for what you said with it being like addictive and stuff like that. That is like a real thing that that type of stuff can be addictive. And also, um, um you mentioned it, uh, it was being like when you were younger, it was a coping mechanism really. When you're younger, was it like a, a good form of not not that I'm saying that the, it was overall a good form of daydreaming, but like um, where you would maybe be daydreaming about your parents not fighting, or like your parents uh, being financially stable. Like back then, was it a good form of daydreaming. It, I think at the time when you're like a child, I think it I think it's a really like healthier way of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Now, would I say like it's healthier now as like almost an adult? <laughs> Probably not, especially if it's really addictive. But when I was a child, it definitely helped me a lot because I would daydream about like my parents like not arguing or like I would daydream about like, oh, I'm in this different world where none of this is real <laughs> or like, oh, I will be like swept away um by like some magical being mm-hmm. and then i won't have to worry about this ever again and it's really sad yeah, yeah I'm sorry. like but that's also like a kid's mind it's like that imagination because i remember like ha- having like just those thoughts as like a kid not saying that it was, it was anything like that but like just having that imagination i feel like that's what also fed into that mm-hmm. and especially now because again you're such a creative person and so I feel like that part of your brain is still there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so uh, it's again uh, like a maladaptive thing where it's become a bad form of creativity in the sense that you're imagining these bad scenarios. Oh now. yeah, it's really bad. There's been times in school where like my anxiety could kick, could like make me like feel really bad, and then intrusive thought will come along and be like, "Hey, what if there's like <laughs> a shooter that enters <laughs> yeah, the school?" Yeah, like, hey, what about this and that, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just like daydream about it. It's gone so bad. I can't even focus during schoolwork sometimes because it's gone that bad. Like it's <laughs> it's so bad. But when I was a child, it was completely fine. It, I think it's more healthier compared to like kids like maybe like um, screaming and like scream mm-hmm. for attention. Not like not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I was not very like aggressive with things i would always say like i was always i was the good kid okay i was the best of all my siblings because i hardly got in trouble mm-hmm. i didn't have any random burst of anger that's because i was scared to <laughs> to express any emotion i was yeah. very reserved at, like my emotions felt extremely repressed is there a reason for that i think it's honestly i think the thought of being angry aggressive petty it just it scared me a lot because I grew up around like a lot of conflict, a mm-hmm. lot of tension, and I realized how bad like none of it like I guess my thought process for a very long time is like this is an unnecessary emotion, it just causes problems. Yeah, like, you don't want to add on to what the tension that's already there. Yeah, and like I feel like I don't want to be lumped into that problem or like I'll just make things worse. I will like hurt other oh, yeah. people with my emotions. And I and I've definitely like again I just I. 100% understand where you're, uh, like, where you're coming with that, like, what you mean by that, because um, during my parents' divorce, I knew, like, there was a lot of tension, and then even after the fact, uh, when we were living in separate houses, they were, like, trying to communicate to each other, and then we would be, like, the conduit to that, and so, like, there's always, like, a little bit of tension here and there, so, like, I definitely know what you mean by that, by, like, shutting down your emotions to not worsen what's already there, and, mm-hmm. um, again, all that's situational-based, like, uh, like, if it's really bad, then you just completely go away from yourself. And then if it's a little bit worse, then, like, you still kind of yourself, but you don't want to, like, show, show your emotions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's also, like, one thing I, um, 
I personally see and uh, myself in a lot of ways and just other people that when they have been in a, that situation before that um later on in life I guess like when they get older I, I, I guess for me at least I just never really recognized when to get out of that like I've always still just shut away my emotions and I'm not saying that's a bad mindset because t- to be honest I currently don't know if that is a good thing or a bad thing to really not show my emotions fully because one I I don't feel, or I don't feel that my emotions are validated, but also in the fact that I just feel like I, I shouldn't show them because I don't want to really cause, like, anything else to happen or mm-hmm. any more problems, but I, at the end of the day, like, I'm okay. Like, yeah. I, I know that I'm going to be okay, even if I say something about it or not. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, uh, going off of that real quick, how much time... I have to reset that camera. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I had like this weird intermission thing in this camera that I can't record longer than thirty seconds or thirty minutes. Uh, is it back recording? Okay. Anyway. Okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 A little break, you know, five second break. Anyway, but um, you know, so going for like what we were talking about earlier, or what you were saying earlier, is intrusive thoughts. So that's one thing I really want to touch base on. And since I know you have experience with it, <laughs> um. Intrusive thoughts are like a big part of what this podcast is really uh, formed for. And um, also just, it's such a weird element of our reality that we can't really explain in words to people who don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I would say like um, adults that I've talked to, like when you say intrusive thoughts and like when you try to explain like, oh, it's a thought that I can't really control. It's a thought that just comes to my mind. I don't make it come to my mind. Mm-hmm. That's like a weird thing to say. Like, oh, you're not in control of your brain. And because if they don't understand that, then they're just like, oh, well, you had to think about it. Obviously, if you're thinking about it, you had to then think about it at the beginning. But no, like with the intrusive thoughts, it's strangely like you have two separate minds. And like one small one in the back and like the main one and the small one in the back is like pushing things for you to think about like mm-hmm. it, again it, like i'm trying to explain this in a way that makes sense because intrusive thoughts aren't something that you initially think they just kind of say hey hello how's it going <laughs> here to ruin your day like hi <laughs> you hey. come here often <laughs> <laughs> you hit it on you <laughs> no but um no but like um because it, it, it's a really destructive part of our brains or just like because these intrusive thoughts are 95 or i was saying 98 percent not good like not good or thoughts and stuff like that because mostly my intrusive thoughts could be um either like suicidal uh, uh mm-hmm. tendencies and things like that or just like um my own confusion with my mental state and things like that like that's where most of my intrusive thoughts are just really negative things and i and i'm aware of that it's weird because we're aware of the intrusive thoughts but we can't do you can't really do much about yeah. it it's intrusive but um do you have anything to offer that um my intrusive thoughts personally because i was like because you said how you t- you just, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, I can't speak. <laughs> okay. um, you described your intrusive thoughts my intrusive thoughts are um god they're kind of messy so like i have like the ones where it's like scary situations like shootings um a robbery or like a kidnapping um other times it will be like it's like one of those intrusive thoughts where like they really put you down hard it's like this person just wants to see you dead and then there's the other ones where it gets really bad like extremely bad where like 
um, you see a squirrel, I want to push that squirrel off the bridge. Yeah, you know, that, that's definitely one of those, too. Like, those weird, like, urges just to do something. It's, like, like, it's really weird. It's like, do it, but obviously you won't do it. And yeah. there's other times where, like, I have these thoughts that really, like, hit me. Like, you think about it or, like, something. You know that gut feeling that just drops in your stomach and you immediately just want to, like, no, no, no go away yeah yeah like just immediately like i could probably dwell on intrusive thought about like a situation for like a while like maybe like uh, a robbery well like that won't even happen but you think about it yeah um but it's one of those thoughts that really make me just not like want to ever ever think about it is like anything like molestation wise mm-hmm. like sometimes i have intrusive thoughts like what if your own father came in here and did bad things to you? I would have been like, I'm like, no. Yeah, and I feel like that's, like, a, a big thing for us females, too, just mm-hmm. just society-wise. And like, obviously, in the news, you, like, really see that as well. It's yeah. a really horrible thing, but it is a real thing. So that's valid for you to think that way in that sense. Yeah, just, like, those thoughts just slip in, and, like, it's really bad. And mm-hmm. it's really scary. I'm just over here, like, I don't want to ever think about it because I know that's not ever going to happen. I, I was just about to say, like, like it – the thing with it, like, you know it's not going to happen. Like, you know it's not. But it's it's still popping your brain for some reason. And that's the confusion part of it. It's like, why? And then you feel guilty about it. Because then you was like, well, my father would ever do yes. that to me. And you feel really bad about it afterwards. And then you really just like, mm, <laughs> like, go away. Like, um, like it, again, and also, like, it, again, uh, intrusive thoughts are just a really bad thing. And then when it comes to something like that, and then you do feel guilty after. Because once mm-hmm. those intrusive thoughts go away, you still feel like their their um, effect after, depending on what it was about. Because, uh, again, that's one thing I've experienced, like, feeling guilty for thinking the way that it is. Like, wait, why? Like, no, that would never <laughs> happen. Like, I would never do that. Like, it's a weird feeling. Or just, like... You made a scenario in your brain where, like, you did it, but your brain did it. But now you're feeling bad that it did it. Like, it's so <laughs> weird to think about. I know the brain I works know. in wonders. Questionable wonders. <laughs> very but one- questionable. But <laughs> it's a very strange place up there. We it don't is know very the strange. Is happening, but, um, and so... Again, not go- not gonna say going off of that. Not going off of that, but uh, kind of just going back. I want to tie back to what we were talking about at the beginning uh, with you and your painting. Is painting like a way you've uh, you've some way expressed those feelings you've had? And I know, like you mentioned, uh, all your paintings like kind of your emotions. Mm-hmm. But like, um, like is it a way for you to kind of just represent how this emotion feels for you? Yes, I I would say that. It does represent how that emotion feels for me, but it also amplifies my voice a little bit more mm-hmm. about things that I can't usually get out with words because they're really hard to describe. But it's also a way for others to like kind of connect. So I always put in a lot of emotion into my artwork, like intrusive thoughts. I made actually a painting based on intrusive thoughts. Oh, really? Yes. It. When you, I wish I could like. Maybe maybe yeah, after pi- this, you I'll... you have a picture of it? Uh, no, I don't have it on no. me. But I would, um, maybe after this, I can show you it off. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll show, I'll show you it afterwards. If but... you're okay, I was, uh, I'll pop a picture on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, it, it's, like, super messy, and it has, like, every, like, intrusive thought, bad thought, like, on it. Um, I wrote, it's, like, very scribbly. There's, like, this weird little creature kind of monster type thing, which I think is an embodiment of my anxiety, intrusive thoughts, 
all into this weird thing mm -hmm. and I use like it's like a multimedia too I used watercolor layerings of paper and some acrylic and yeah. even like some oil pastels as well oh wow I used a lot for it, and it's just like this big, messy thing. There's really no focal point. You can look anywhere on the painting because intrusive thoughts and human thoughts are just messy in general. It's oh, not yeah. very clear. It's fuzzy. It's tangly. Like, there's no clear way to look at things. But they all, they, each of the, like, if you look closely at the painting, you can see, like, some of my intrusive thoughts on there. Yeah, like, you represent your own self in your pictures. Like, I saw one, like, not saw one. I, I put one of my intrusive thoughts where, like, smash your head against the table. And I put, like, some, like, um, I put, like, smash your head or, like, yeah. kill kill <laughs> yourself or, like, really bad intrusive thoughts. Yeah. But it, it was almost therapeutic in the end. Like, it really helped me a little bit just, like, putting that out there. And it looked pretty cool, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> Oh yeah, pretty cool. You gotta have the coolest factors, obviously. But yeah, I was also gonna say that it, it, it is very therapeutic, I'm sure, for you. Um, just getting those spots out into the open can mm -hmm. really be a good way to deal or handle some things that you aren't sure or are unsure of and stuff like that. And I give a lot of respect for you <laughs> because you, like, I can tell, like, with you, you have a you uh, depict your emotions amazingly in these pictures like um because i know with some people they they write their emotions and depict them really well they take photography and do things with it depict it very well but like you you're creating this image this painting of the way that you feel and that's and that's amazing because again even though we might not have the right words to say for you you have the right imagery and the mm -hmm. fact that you can just create that. Because, of course, uh, like with me, I, I imagine what this emotion feels like for me. But I don't know how I would do that. I could <laughs> draw, like, a stick figure that looks scary. No. Like, a stick figure with a sad yeah, face. Yeah, like a sad face with, like, a cloud above with raindrops. No, like, uh, you do it so well in a big, in, like, a large scale of a painting. And that's incredible. To, to me, at least, that's incredible. And, um... Again, like since I do photography, and uh, I eventually I, um, actually planning some stuff to do more like representative uh, photography, like to show maybe like overthinking, anxiety, like depression, like just give meaning behind my photography for every once in a while. And so uh, just going off of, like what you said with your photography or with <laughs> with your um, uh, painting and stuff, the fact that you're already doing that and doing it so well. Uh, again, a lot of props to you for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're but um, uh, also going a little onto that because I I I I've seen a lot of your paintings and um I've seen a lot of like amazing paintings. Like, yeah, <laughs> the superintendent wanted to buy one, and uh, and so, but it, what's like your thought process behind when you are painting about like these emotions? I don't know if you made some about depression or made some about. I know you made some about anxiety, interest, thoughts, stuff like that. What is, like, your thought process? Like, do you ever really, like, contradict yourself maybe? Like, oh, am I just playing this up or something? Or, like, what's the thought process? I think um, the thought process behind it is that I want to make each of my paintings um, very human-like, if that makes sense. I want, I like... I have noticed that, yes. Every human should be able to relate to something, and I want my artwork to be one of those things. And, like, you could be, like, eight years old or, like, a child. <laughs> you can, as long as you can relate to it, it's fine, because, like, you're human. You understand what this is. And there's some times where I do contradict myself. I can paint something and then be like, well, like, this painting could represent, like, oh, don't do this or something. Or, um, but... 
in a weird, funny way. I think that's also part of human nature as well. Yeah. And um, my portfolio that I'm doing, because I'm an art AP, Ooh. is actually is called What Does It Mean to Be Human? And all of my artworks, oh. even ones from last year, have been based around that question. Though I can't put them in my art port. Ah, my <laughs> my art portfolio this year. Yeah. Um, I am making. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why my ringer is still on, even though I'm at school. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, I the artwork that I'm doing right now is based around that stuff, and mm. I feel like there's a lot of different meanings and emotions that, I like. There's a lot of different emotions. <laughs> a lot of different emotions and meanings you can put into that question. Yeah, and and like I, I didn't even know this, so it's like just me now learning it on this podcast. Like it was really profound. Like that's actually interesting for me. I would love to see that whenever you finish it before the, before for this year. But um, again, like how I was saying, you do you do such a good representation of like what it actually does for like. Uh, I've seen a lot of your uh, pictures or paintings, and I would love to know like like, what their name first and, like, the meaning behind it, evidentially. Uh, because, again, you are so good at painting and so good <laughs> at representing, and, like, just that type of feeling you get. And also the fact that you said that you that um, you make them kind of humanoid, like, humanish, uh, in, or in each of your paintings. Which, now that you said that, like, that's true. <laughs> I do recognize that. And I, I've always recognized it, but the fact that you just gave um, a definition behind it is... Because now in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, wait, that picture was actually so profound. <laughs> like, it, it, in a way, just me now recognizing it is, as it's even more so than what I thought. Like, it's amazing. I'm mm-hmm. just like, what I've seen you can do now yeah. that, uh, now that you're, you're telling me, like, hey, and things like that. But, um, no, but I think, I think that's all the time we had. I can hear the class packing up and stuff. But, um, no, but yeah. I mean, that's really... I'm still just shocked of Isabel. But, like, I'm still just, like, shocked about it because that was so good. But, um, anyway, uh, that's the end for this episode. We got to get back to class. And um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please check out my last episode. And also consider subscribing, hitting the like bell. Oh, my God, regular YouTuber stuff. Hit the <laughs> like bell. And also hit the notifications if you want to know more or want to listen to more of these. I will be posting these once a week every Monday morning. And um, if you want to want us to talk about different subjects or if you want me to talk about different subjects or have on somebody just let me know down in the comments or shoot me emails in the description down below as well um otherwise i hope you enjoy and i'll see you next week thank you for being here <laughs> <You're> bye, <welcome>. <laughs> bye. <laughs> all right there we go yeah. all right Eden, go back to class Okay, thank you. You're welcome. That went so well. If you ever want me on again, you can just ask me. Please.